0: Hey, folks, calling all Lasso and leadership fans. Join us on this journey to a better, kinder, more compelling way to lead. We're going to be taking a journey through the hit series, Ted Lasso. And we're going to be exploring, discussing, and challenging the leadership lessons that exist within it. And trust me, there are tons. Spoiler alert. We will assume that you'll have seen this at least a couple of episodes that we tackle. Uh, and we're aiming for about 15 minutes per podcast. So nice, quick hits.
1: Now, listen, Garth. I think you've got... Uh, a little bit more altruistic views of this. I'm doing this because there's nothing else on TV. We've got a writer strike, and Lasso is one of my all time favorite episodes. I think there's other reasons why we're doing this as well. Um, can you think of any others?
0: Yeah, I mean there's tons of there's tons of amazing people out there that have different takes on Ted Lasso as a series and on Ted Lasso as a leader itself. And how that applies to a whole bunch of different industries, like education is certainly one that you and I are interested in, but there's also, and sports and all that stuff. But there's also like, how do you just make a good team? How do you build a really good culture? And that's something that I love to, I love about this series as well. I think in my mind too, is like in the Lasso
1: series, although it's fun, light, and it's about football, soccer, there are huge topics that are addressed in here. Everything from racism to harassment, to mental health, anxiety, failure, all of these items are brought up and then many, many more. And so I'm excited about digging into those and seeing how Lasso, his team, how the writers uh, address these topics and what it might have to do with leadership inside school and greater organizations.
0: Yeah, and I love that there's no answer, like there's no right answer. Correct, you know, yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes he, he, he messes up. Uh, but in each episode, so we're gonna review each episode uh, of Lasso, and then we're gonna like be playful. We're gonna reflect on some of the leadership principles That may have gone unseen unnoticed or maybe even underappreciated Uh, but we geek out about this stuff jason and i so uh, we hope to bring out some powerful leadership strategies and maybe approaches and then ultimately hear from you Uh, we're also going to have different people on the podcast as well so well i think
1: yeah i do and i think starting this conversation is important i want it to be with the broader community so like you said i want people to reach back out to us and let us know how this manifests in their space where they think we're right on point and it's kind of fun to hear when we're not on point, too, so uh, yeah. open to critical friends and critical feedback in that. But I think, honestly, Garth, I think we're way ahead of ourselves. Um, we're assuming that everybody knows who we are, so why don't you, yeah. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, so I don't have to do that, and then, then maybe I'll take it on as well. Tell us who you like from sure.
0: So uh, I'm Garth Nichols, and I work at Havergal College in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm the vice principal there, and I also am the co-founder of Cohort 21, which is an uh, independent schools, uh, sort of professional development organization that uh that we run. And I have to say, um, as I've been watching Ted Lasso again and again, uh, I have to say that my favorite character is actually Jamie Tart.
1: Why? Why what is what's about Jamie? That's like the fifth one you put into our script and he's not on there.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> not even on the current one. I know. Uh because I, I do think like, you know, Rebecca was in there for sure. Uh, it's the growth. It's it's the growth, but also there's there even in season one, episode one, which we'll talk about today, there are little tidbits of like he's struggling with being the good person that he knows he can be, and it's mm-hmm. just this struggle that it's a three series struggle that he goes through. Um, and I like I like his interactions with everybody. Who's who? Who are you, Jason? And who's your favorite? <laughs>
1: Who am I, that might be two different answers of the same answer, but I just want to say to Garth, I'm so excited to work on this project with you because I've been a yeah. huge follower of yours over time. And the way you look at innovation and leadership has always inspired uh, us out here to, to do our work. So uh, thanks for jumping in on this journey with me and That's I uh, yeah. look forward to learning from you. But if I'm looking at Lasso, uh, I have to say Roy Kent has always been my favorite. I think you know the primal side of me, I come from the prairies. I'm born and raised Saskatchewan. We use a lot of four-letter words out there. And and Roy speaks my language. We're going to keep it clean here because it's an educational podcast, but I know you've watched it and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, But I also love, what I love about Roy is the way he embraces a journey, the way he embraces his changes of his career. You know, right away, he's so transparent in the fact that he's not happy about them. um, And we're not generally in our lives, in our education, in our career. We're not happy about change often and roy is clearly not happy about many of the changes in his life but he embraces it and he finds his path and he finds a way to contribute back and uh, keep his career going in a place of passion and love and i think um, finding joy in our work in our leadership is a huge part of i think what we're going to talk about inside this podcast so by far, Roy Kent is my favorite. I don't know who I am. Everybody's probably got an opinion on that. But uh, but no, I love I love Roy Kent, that's for sure. Well,
0: Jason, I, I, I'll go right back to you here as well. You are a very uh, respected and well-thought-of uh, leader in case schools. You have uh, your doctorate in educational leadership. Uh, you're head at Rundle. Tell, like, tell us more
1: yeah so i guess i left all of that out of jump straight yeah to you last did one.
0: but yeah i've been
1: fortunate to be a rundle for the last 23 years and i've uh, been a part of case that whole time and uh it's just been a dream and i love love leadership you know i wouldn't have uh, studied for the last 10 years if i didn't love it and so this is just an opportunity to create which i love to do and i know you love to do Garth as well uh create something new and get it out there and really what do we have to lose even if uh just to for, force my loved ones to listen to this, like almost all of the content I create, at least they've listened to something I've done. So
0: yeah, uh, I'm, and, I'm really excited. And, and you know, we're just we're just two educators here, but we are going to try and bring in other voices throughout the podcast uh, to see what other people think about the episode. So look forward to that too. Um, but are we nuts to do this? Totally, like we're busy crazy. people. Are we nuts?
1: Totally. Well, you know what, I this might be nuts, but I think uh, I think we're going to get Sedekas on here. I, you know, the 34 episodes of. Of lasso, and I predict by twenty four sedecus is our guest host so let's let's shoot for that and uh right. let's see if we can't get there we're i'm I'm just about that crazy, but um yeah. let's get right into lassoing leadership uh Garth, when we look back at episode one, the pilot um what's the what's one of the themes that that you saw and pulled out and and where should we go with this?
0: Yeah, I really love this idea where ted where Ted is in the car and he's kind of joking around. Uh, He's, you know, Nate is driving him away. So he's pretending he doesn't have a steering wheel in front of him. And Rebecca says, you know, working hard late at night. And he says, I just find, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. And I love that. And there's resonates throughout the entire series. It's something we've heard in sport a long time as well. Um, And so for me, that speaks to like, it's not just working hard. It's working smart. It's being resilient. It's showing up. Um, And it's, it's leaning into the resources that you have. So working hard generates new ideas, and it generates new opportunities that will like push you forward. And this happens all the time to Ted. I mean, there's just these little things. So even when he, um, even when he's looking for an act in episode four, it's the same person that he's seen all around. And he is Actively looking for people. He's watching uh, kids playing soccer and he's always learning, you know, with Coach Beer, which I love. And so the harder that you work, the luckier that you get. That's something that that I've seen and something that that really resonates with me. Well, I
1: think coming around, we'll come back to this in a moment, I think, but when we think about school leadership, in particular leadership as a whole, it's really hard work. And I think we have to lead out with that saying, we know this is going to be hard. You know, so often when I talk to leaders in our system, I'll ask them how their day was and they'll say, you know, it was really long or it was really hard, but it was good. That's always like, but it was good. That's what I'm listening yeah. for. Because if it's good, then the hard work is definitely worth it. And I think about back to Lasso, one of my favorite favorite moments of the entire, well, that that episode in particular with the season is when Beard and Lasso set up their office. And I think there's so many mm. nuances in there. So first, you know, they bring their desks together. So your work environment is going to allow you to achieve the goals that you're setting out to to achieve secondly uh the artifacts that they put up in and around the room we see wooden's triangle up there we see overcoming odds some things like ollie you know we see championship triumph and then see pictures of uh you know some of his kids notes to him which means family is really important but what happens in the last moment i think is most important is ted works so hard that he actually goes to sleep in the office yeah. this work for him is so purposeful and so driven that he's, he's worked himself to exhaustion. Now, I'm not here saying work yourself to exhaustion. I think there's a difference between service and martyrdom. But at times, if it is purposeful work, if this is something that's in your heart and in your blood, I think you can work to that point of fatigue. And, and you see this in Ted. He, he wants it so bad that, that he's yeah. going to work to the point where you know, he falls asleep in the office and Beard wakes him
0: up there. And it's, it, 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 it sort of puts forward this really generative tension throughout the entire show because Ted is experiencing difficulty in his marriage. He is away from his family. And so he is pouring his heart and soul into this work in order to make, uh, in order to make it that sacrifice kind of worth it. And I do think that that's, that's a really generative tension. We'll explore that throughout this entire podcast. Um, But how do you, how do you seek balance in your life? Or is there such a thing, Jason?
1: Uh, You know, and I think this is an interesting thing. I talk to new teachers, pre-service teachers all the time at the University of Calgary. And I, Dispute the fact that there's not a thing work life balance. I just really don't think there's a work life balance. I don't think there's anything that's going to create equali- equality in, in those things. So I think it's got to be a work life integration. And in this work that we do that's so purposeful, mm. we have to really believe in what we're doing so that we can recognize that integration. We're in a 10 month cycle, most of us in education. We all work more than 40 hours a week during that 10 month cycle, and we drive to make up. The, you know, connection with their family or the time off the relaxation or t- two month block. I'm not sure that's entirely healthy I- either, but I think by, you know, finding purpose, finding joy, finding the reasons why we do this hard work and making sure they resonate with us, then we can, you know, can sustain ourselves. And if you don't have those things, if you don't have the purpose, connection, joy, you can't sustain yourself. And that's when I think burnout sets in. I think, you know, Garth, and you bring up a really good point. I really do think we should have a relationship expert on on the show later because there is that tension where, you know, Ted's family is 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 falling apart. And and we don't want that in our leadership because we can only be as good for others as we can be for ourselves as we are, yeah. you know, in life. And so it will be really interesting to have somebody who really understands relationship on this podcast talk about how that looks and how do you sustain healthy yeah. relationships and how we might do that outside of, you know, Our work, which is certainly demanding. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I, I I mean, I love what you said about that work-life integration. And you know, Simon Sinek talks about you know start with why, and you always have to that strong alignment, that sort of values alignment too. Uh, But there is one, uh, there's one thing that we'll talk about, and and you've sort of, uh, sort of led it at the beginning. Is that in episode one we have that first instance where he's in the press conference room, and he suffers his first panic attack. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, you know, there's some, there's some oral cues within the show for it. And he, you know, he's looking at his hands. This is something that carries on throughout. And, it, you know, as you say, these, these are symptoms of something happening at a deeper level of who he is. And yet he is able to perform. Yeah. And so I think with us as leaders, it's important to understand, like, and empathize and show compassion that this is a 10 month, you know, year for us. And so we're squeezing 12 into 10. Uh, But also one of the things that I do with my team is I review our calendar and I point out like, hey, this is where things get really, really pressurized. Mm -hmm. This is where things are lighter. Take the time here. Uh, I emphasize things like, you know, a week before we are sending students off on a global learning project uh, to Morocco and Spain, this is where you want to make sure that you are calm, that you check, have your checklist. You don't want to add this to, you know, the week before you're going. Because you want to be present for the students. And you want to be present for the families that are going to be asking you these same questions. Um, so I really like that part about the harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, there's an element of I need to work hard at particular times throughout the year. I need to work harder mm-hmm. than other times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as leaders, recognize when those times are happening to the people that report to us, right? And the, and the culture that we're building around those times. And I think there's
1: lots of structures you can put in place to get to that area. You know, whether it's the top of your agenda. I know... Uh, the senior leadership team that I work with, we have a two-week outlook at the top of our agenda and we try to distribute the work between us. Like if I know Mm. I'm going to be out eight nights uh, in those two weeks, which will happen on occasion, I'm not going to be in in the morning. So some of those important meetings in the morning either need to be moved or I need to be excused from them. And we try to balance our workload. And so often, like this idea of working hard and getting lucky can only work in one context in my mind. I'll bring it back to what I hear from sometimes parents. You know, we're only as happy... As our unhappiest child. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really think that our organization can only be as healthy as the leader is. And so um, if we want a positive organizational culture, I think it starts at the top, and I think you lead by example. And so if you know you're always in a panic, you're always rushing, you're always burned out, you're always too tired, you're always too stressed, you're always too disorganized, guess what? I think that is gonna manifest in your organization. So, you know, you can work hard. And get lucky, but I think in that context of working hard, like you said earlier, Garth, I think that's the point. Is like we have to reflect as leaders as to how do we work smart, and I think that's yeah. that's a takeaway from from this this episode, in my opinion.
0: The other thing I want to, as we're winding down this uh, this episode, you know, you and I here, Jason, I want to also say that, you know, asking the, our listeners, what are the things that you have on your walls? You know, as we were starting mm-hmm. this podcast, you know, Jason, I'm a, I'm really uh, quite jealous of your outfit there, uh, you know. But I got this. This is like yeah. a totem for the entire team. But it doesn't become a totem until well, well into this, into these, uh, into the season, you know, into the different years of the show. Uh, so we ask you, like, what's on your walls? Or what's something mm-hmm. powerful or symbolic that you find in your office or in your school? And Jason, I know you've got a couple which is really mm-hmm. are really special to you. And each of those carries sort of a, it's a totem, but they carry a story that you can share as well. Um, I think, and I, I think, think got so, to that point so in,
1: in our leadership, sharing that with the people around us as to what are those totems and what do they truly mean to us? And then sharing that experience across your leadership team or the team that you have and owning some of that can be really, really valuable as well. Yeah. So there you um, go. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that Episode brings one. us, that's it. Um, we're only 23 from Sodekas. And we're, you know, (laughs) 33 from the end of this, everybody grateful, you know, you'd be grateful there are 34 episodes of Ted Lasso. We plan to do one of these for each of those. So even if this is the worst experience, no, there's only 30,
0: 33 left. Yeah. So what do you have on your walls? Think about that. And then, you know, in terms of like the harder you work, the luckier you get, find a way to maybe use that in your leadership practice, uh, between now and our next podcast. And that's the time. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us
1: today on the podcast. We look forward to being back in episode two. And uh, please send us your feedback and follow along. Uh, Rate the podcast if you like it. Thanks.